It's a goal! He's done it! Yeah, what a shot! This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello and welcome to Just Sports. Uh, Rahul Puri and I are back to discuss all about sports and it's raining in Mumbai. It's raining all over the country. We have potholes in Mumbai. I don't know about the rest of the country. But we are here to talk about sports. Hello Rahul, how are you doing? I'm very well, Summer. How are you? I'm also doing well. Are you surviving the potholes? Um, just about. My back is, uh, it's taking a toll on my back, I've got to say. But that's what that's what happens with age, Rahul. I mean, you need to be careful with, with age, you know. And Yeah, I, I think I need to slow down. <laughs> you need to slow it down. That's correct. So, on that note, let's start for this week. Uh, it's pretty much a cricket special with a little bit of Djokovic thrown in. He's decided to take a break. We're going to talk about that. We'll talk about India's tour to Sri Lanka. We'll talk about women's cricket and a little bit more. So let's start with women's cricket, Rahul. I mean, it's been great. I mean, even though they lost, which I think you and I both agree, they threw, I mean, it, it just, they choked. But it's a great start. It's, it's actually put women's cricket in the spotlight. I hope so. And I, I hope that that spotlight will continue. Um, you know, it's all well and good getting uh, very excited for just one game. But what women's cricket requires is it requires us to constantly uh, sort of uh, monitor the girls' process, uh, progress and, and watch how they're doing. And, uh, you know, I've watched uh, quite a lot of women's cricket in my time. I'm, I'm quite a big fan of the uh, women's big bash that happens in Australia. And uh, I, this hopefully spurs Indian cricket and women's cricket on in India. And hopefully it spurs it on to bigger and better things. But I completely agree with you. Um, you know, sentiment aside, uh, they absolutely choked and threw that final away completely. You know, I mean, that also, and, and that actually, Rahul, brings to a point that, you know, you, are, you, you and I keep discussing and you bringing it up. The amount of, you know, if the girls had been given a chance to play more cricket, they would have known how to handle it at the big stage. But you make a very valid point, Rahul, and, you know, we were talking on the phone and you made a point of the amount, the less cricket, international cricket, these girls have ended up playing in the last 10 years, including Amitali Raj. Yeah. And, and it's not just international cricket, but you look at the Big Bash and, and the leagues that, that they play in in Australia. I mean, those are pressurized. They're big money, big tournaments, big crowds, sellout crowds. So they're used to, the, the Australian girls, the English girls, they're used to playing in, in those kind of situations and those kind of scenarios. Uh, Indian girls, we don't have that, unfortunately, for them. And, and therefore, you know, you, you did see in that final that, that, you know, when we got down to sort of three down and four down, I mean, there was just total panic and disarray. And unfortunately, that, that was a one game, a game that we won. Uh, that just drifted away from us uh, at the end. So I, I hope, I mean, I, I hope that, uh, you know, uh, that Indian cricket now recognizes um, that these girls have got real potential and, and backs that potential. I mean, you know, if we can make kabaddi leagues and, and table tennis leagues and, and stuff like that, I mean, why the hell can't we make an Indian women's cricket league? I mean, it's just, uh, you know, just waiting to happen. And actually, you know, I think this might just spur it, Rahul, because... I mean, let's be honest about it. I mean, sports is a lot about economics. It's all about how many people will come and watch it, what are going to be the sporting rights. This might just give it a little bit of impetus. There might be a little bit more sponsorship involved in it. And hey, Bollywood always there to glamour it up. You know, we talk about women, women, women. 
Priyanka Chopra might pick up a team. Deepika Padukone might pick up a team. I mean, for God's sake, Preeti Zinta already owns an IPL team. So there's a very strong possibility. Yeah, hopefully if uh, the guys that uh, did that did the football league with Reliance, I'm, I'm forgetting the name of, of the company, IMG or... IMG. Yeah, if, if they're listening, I mean, you know, this is the opportunity. Go out, use your contacts, get a Deepika, get a Parniti, get a Anushka, get a Priyanka and, and go and get them to bid and buy teams and, and you know, let's have a, a, a women's cricket league that that you know can can really give opportunities to our girls to to go out and play because I mean you know there is a, a great deal of of interest for the girls also I mean it's not just the men that are cricket crazy in this country the women are cricket crazy as well and so why not I mean why not the opportunities for them to go out and play this is the opportunity and I hope the BCCI takes it forward and I hope. I think what Rahul has said something very interesting that I hope that unlike the men, they are allowed to go and play in the big bash and stuff because that is what they will be, you know, they, they'll, they'll get the exposure, they'll get all of that and then BCCI can use that as a springboard. The IPL is a clear example that, you know, the BCCI started it, the world followed. Yeah. Women's yeah. cricket is far bigger in England and Australia, South Africa. Yeah. You know, if we can use yeah. that and use as a springboard for Indian cricket, why not? Why not? I mean, why not send, you know, I'm, I'm sure that after 171 not out, there'll be tons of big bash uh, teams that will be knocking on Harman Preet Kaur's door. And why not the BCCI organize to have her go and play, uh, you know, a month of cricket in Australia? I mean, if she does well, I mean, she could be a superstar here in, in India. I mean, you know, I, I think that, that the BCCI needs to be a little bit progressive and a little bit forward thinking about it because clearly the talent is there. Absolutely, Raul. So moving on and congratulations, girls. I think you really, really, really outdid yourself. And, you know, it was a great tournament. It was a treat to actually watch them in the finals, Raul. Congratulations all around because it was a brilliant tournament. Um, the tournament was absolutely superb. It was a great format. It was really well run. And, uh, you know, there were some great, great matches, terrific matches in it. It was a great tournament all around. Moving on from women's cricket, Raul, to men's cricket. Uh, Sri Lanka, it's like almost playing club cricket. You know, I mean, again, something that, you know, Sri Lankan, the, the, the cricket board out there is, is, is you know, facing, that post the Sangakara, the Jayavardhanes, the Malingas, you know, uh, Murli Dharan era, they haven't been able to come up with that kind of talent anymore. And today it's showing. They're actually being taken, you know, they'll be taken to the cleaners by India. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're going to they're gonna get hammered, aren't they? I mean, you know, uh, a day and a half and India have scored 600 runs and declared and, you know, the end of the day and Sri Lanka are struggling about 140-odd for five. And The only thing that will make this match go a draw is the rain. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, basically, you know, Sri Lankan cricket has been in decline for a long time, or well, a couple of years at least, you know. Um, it's been in decline ever since uh, that 2013 World Cup uh, where they got to the final. Uh, 2011, sorry, where they got to the final. Um, you know, it's been in decline since then. And, you know, the, the bottom of the decline is is losing a one-day series to Zimbabwe um, and having Zimbabwe almost knock them off um, in a test match. And, you know, India have racked up. India are the best test match side in the world. And, uh, you know, they've, they've just absolutely put Sri Lanka to the sword. I mean, you know, it is just very, very 
uh, it's a mismatch. It's, it's very sad to watch. And uh, given the fact that Sri Lanka are at home and they're, they're, they're a very proud they're, side they're of struggling. Home, They're struggling. They're struggling at home. To see them struggle this much at home, it's, it's, it's very sad. And it's very sad because it's just another team in, te- in test matches that unfortunately just can't cut the muster. And also, Rahul, I mean, it brings back to another point that you and I keep talking about is the whole, is the domestic cricket strength. You know, Sri Lanka is suffering because they don't have a strong domestic setup. No, I mean, it, it all boils down to that. I mean, you can just look at the teams that are good at test match cricket, that, are, that you know, South Africa, England, Australia, India, and they all have... Whatever you want to say about the quality of Ranji cricket, whatever quality you want to say about the quality of, of, of county cricket, but there are hundreds and, and thousands of, of people who, who are playing that game at a professional level um, in these countries. And that's why they've got this very large pool of talent that they can pick from. Unfortunately, the other countries that we're talking about, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, West Indies, uh, you know, their cricket is unfortunately ravaged by the fact that they just don't have a very good domestic setup. And it, it tells in, in a long or in long term, it, it tells in the quality of the sides that they can produce. Now, yeah, you can get lucky, and Sri Lanka got lucky from about sort of 1996 till about 2011. They got lucky. They had a generation of of, of exceptional players that came through. Exceptional talent, I think, just, you know, uh, covered up the, the deficiency of domestic cricket. But you can, you can point to the West Indies that happened to the West Indies from sort of 75 to, to 1990, and it happened to Pakistan from sort of 1980 to, to maybe, you know, the end of, of 2000. You know, so those exceptional talents will happen, you know, generation-wise, but unless domestic cricket is strong, you're not going to have a, a, a sort of a conveyor belt of that coming through and it unfortunately is becoming very apparent now and which is leading to this large sort of chasm of difference between the sort of top four teams and the teams at the bottom well that's 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 the state of affairs and i don't see sri lanka giving any kind of challenge to india it just looks like india playing a club side out there so yeah it's really sad and unfortunate but that's the way it is moving on to england versus south africa it's the test match has started england is doing pretty not not doing too badly round i mean they're, they're batting quite okay but my money would still be on South Africa for the, for the, for this test. Well, it's the hundredth test at the Oval. Um, the Oval is a great ground. Congratulations uh, for them figuring their hundredth uh, test. You know, I, I think you know it's it's early doors at the moment. I, I think that if England will need England need to to really put three hundred and fifty four hundred on the board. If if they do, uh, they're in a position. But at the moment, again, a lot of pressure on Joe Root. Um, you know, he's got Alistair Cook with him at the crease, and you know, you would think and you would hope. Uh, for England's sake, that those two can really put up some runs, um, because again, I mean that that you know the, the opener Jennings has failed again. Uh, the new boy that came in Westley uh, scored an interesting uh, twenty-five, but he's out. The engine room for England now is that sort of lower middle order. So uh, if the runs can come from Root and Bairstow and 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 Stokes, um, but it should be an interesting Test match, and we'll talk more about it. Yeah, they're two, they're two fairly well matched sides. So you know, I, I have a feeling it that be fun. yeah, it could be quite a, a seesaw series now. I think. Well, that would be fun because it's the last Test of the series, so it'll be fun to watch. But uh, moving on from cricket, let's just talk about Djokovic. Round. He's taken a break. He needed that break. You know, he's taking a leaf out of Federer's book and saying, "Hey, I'm not going to play any more tennis for the for this season." And I think they needed that round because. He was just not there. And it's not just about the injury. I think mentally he was kind of, you know, not there. 
But it's also it's it's on timing. I think you know he's he's just gone out. He's got Agassi as a coach, and you would have thought that all right, okay, now him and Agassi are going to sit together and work together and and work their way into the hard court season. But he's decided that you know he he, he wants to take the rest of the year off, uh, which means he's not going to play the U.S. Open. I, I, it'd be interesting to know what what's going on behind the scenes with that with with Agassi. Um, or whether Agassi has also told him that, listen, I think you need to take six months off. Yeah, probably that. Uh, I think it's probably that that you maybe need to take time off. Yeah, and let's prepare for Australia, uh, where, you know, Djokovic has a fantastic record. In my in my opinion, it's also a function of taking a leaf out of Federer's book. You know, Roger Federer has done that. He's actually shown that a break was good for him. You know, he, he was able to rejig himself, you know, recharge those batteries. But- yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, I, I think Federer and Djokovic are just fundamentally very different people. And so Federer taking a break and, you know, he he, he won the Australian Open. Then, of course, he took the whole clay court season off and came back for Wimbledon. Um, but I, I don't know if Djokovic is, is like that. I, I get the feeling that Djokovic needs to be playing. Um, Whereas I think Federer is the kind of guy that can sort of take three months off and then just come back and be sublime, uh, quite frankly. Um, but Djokovic, I'm, I'm not sure he's that kind of guy. So I'm quite interested to see what happens with this break. I have a feeling that if Agassi has told him, listen, you need to take a break, and him and Agassi are going to really still be working, you know, for the next sort of six months on, on getting him mentally right, then we'll see. But if not... Uh, it's more to do with the mental, you know, makeup rather than the physical injury. The physical injury is one aspect of it. I think, I think Djokovic was just not there mentally. No, he hasn't you been there mentally for, you know, since, since for a while. I mean, since he won the French Open last year, he just hasn't been there mentally. Um, and obviously there are lots of reasons for that, um, both personal and professional. But I think Agassi, I think, is a really good coach for Djokovic because I think they're, I think they're very similar individuals. I think they're, very, they, they, they're quite similar in terms of, 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 um, of their personalities. But I, I don't know if... If Djokovic taking a, a, a time off and a break uh, is the same as Federer taking a break, I, I don't know about that. Um, I think the mechanics of their game are very different. He's only going to be back next year, and I think men's tennis does need a Djokovic, and it does need its top stars. And Djokovic is is, is a big star, so I hope it does good for him, Raul, because that's what men's tennis needs. It needs it needs its big stars. You know, you're absolutely right. Tennis tennis needs him back. Desperately needs him back. Okay, so that's all we have uh, for this time. I think next the, the next podcast is going to be a football special because it's almost time for the season to start and Mr. Puri will have lots of interesting points of view. I'll have lots of interesting points of view on uh, what the EPL will foretell. So yeah, I think the next podcast will be just about football and uh, you guys can write in to us and you guys can get in touch with us on Twitter or on News Laundry to tell us if there are, if there are things that you want us to talk about. But... Uh, what do you say, Mr. Puri? Let's keep it football next time? Yeah, uh, a week to go. Uh, uh, when we do the podcast next week, there'll be a week to go till till the big kickoff. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's the time to sit, look at everybody's squads and, and think about what uh, what positions everybody are going to finish in next May. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope by that time Liverpool does buy somebody in the, in the transfer market. Otherwise, you might have nothing to talk about. We bought three people in the transfer market, my friend. Three people. Okay, good for you. So we'll talk about all that and the crazy prices and all that going around. It's going to be a frenzy in the transfer market now, Raul, I think for the next 10 days. It's going to be like... Yeah, yeah. It's going to be bad. It, 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 will, be, uh, it will be busy, yeah. It will be busy. 
it'll be pretty busy. So yeah, we look forward to that. Thank you very much, Rahul. And you guys keep listening to Just Sports. Keep writing in to us. Until then, enjoy the monsoons. If you're not in Bombay, if you don't have the potholes, enjoy the roads. But we'll just live with the potholes till the time we are here. Thank you, Rahul. Bye, Samar. Thanks. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.